Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. This week I chat to Shira Levine from Wish. Now, Wish started life about 10 years ago with a goal to make shopping fun and there's no doubt that they accomplished that objective but... The glut of cheap and cheerful Chinese sellers basically taking over the platform, which has decided recently to start attracting established brands to the platform to encourage more consumers to shop there. So Shearer's mission here in Australia is to help established brands and sellers like us to set up on Australia's, I guess, newest marketplace, even though they've been around for a while. And Shira's here to help you. Now, listen to the end because she has some great offers to help you get started and to help you set up as she did with me recently. With over 90 million shoppers all over the world, Wish is definitely a marketplace to consider. And today, Shira and I have a fun conversation about how it all hangs together. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. All you've got to do is head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. And I'm still doing private coaching this year. So head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me and have a fun time while we make sure that you head in the right direction. Now, and of course, if you own or work for an established consumer product brand, please contact me. My company is over at amosphere.com.au. That's A-M-A-S-P-H-E-R-E.com.au to help you get started up, get started up, get set up and selling. Anyway, let's get over with this week's show with Shira Levine. Back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast, and today I'm thrilled to welcome to the show Shira Levine from Wish. Uh, Shira, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be included in the Australian seller community. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to have you along today. This podcast is generally about Amazon and, and other things, but we do talk about e-commerce, and that's what we're going to be talking about today with you um, as it relates to Wish. Now, give us a bit of your background. Who's Shira Levine? Um, you sound like you're from overseas and not Australian, which is fantastic. So can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yes. Uh, first of all, I want to thank the nation of Australia for welcoming me and my family with open arms three years ago. I am married to a man from Perth, fantastic. whom I met in the United States at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Story for, for another time. Mm-hmm. But I was living and working in Silicon Valley for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And for the last 15 or so, we were together. And when you're married to someone from overseas, you have to be open to the possibility that you could live somewhere else. And when Donald Trump became president, uh, my husband declared that um, his American experiment was over. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, the internet is everywhere. I've, I've been in Silicon Valley in, in e-commerce marketplace, B2B, B2C. I've done it all, really. So I know I could work anywhere, but I kind of made the mandate if he wanted to go home, that he had to, to, to get a job that would bring us here. And he did three years ago. So we arrived um, a year before a global pandemic. And I, I just, again, I want to thank the, the nation of Australia for welcoming me. Um, on with for its ongoing welcome, and, and we live, we're based in Melbourne, and um, I've been very pleasantly surprised uh, about everything about mm-hmm. uh, the city of Melbourne, Australia, my work and job opportunity, like Australia rising. I believe in, in this country, and um, 
and its e-commerce potential. I'm having a great time. Well, I'll, just on behalf of all Australians, um, welcome to Australia. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so you uh, came on board with Wish how long ago? Yeah, so I've been with the company uh, since May. Wish is, believe it or not, a 10-year-old um, mobile shopping platform. It's, right. it's an app. Mm. And it was founded by people who worked at Google on Google AdWords, who right. had the insight that shopping had become arduous. And, and uh, just so you know, these people are millennials. So, you know, making something fun and engaging is kind of in their DNA. Mm. And so they created an app that was entertaining commerce. Mm. And so rather than, so just to flip the, the model on its head, if we think about Instagram or even TikTok and how you shop from that, that's entertainment with shopping bolted on. Mm. This is shopping with entertainment bolted on. And just flipping the paradigm like that, I think the consumer mind understands that better. Yeah. So this is, I mean, like uh, for on the consumer side, Wish is is totally engaging and really fun. And even 70% of our purchases come from our a discovery algorithm, not from a search term. Yeah. So we've really kind of nailed that, how to, how to be fun. And since I've been in Silicon Valley for the last 20 years and worked at eBay 20 years ago, mm. um, you, you know, all the people who ever worked for me are now executives at at the up and coming companies. And so yeah. uh, at the beginning of this year, one of my former employees who's who's in charge of international expansion for Wish asked me if I would lead the Australia, New Zealand um, presence on Wish. Mm. And he made this, this incredible offer. Um, would you like to defeat Amazon? And as a Mm. original eBay employee, the answer is unequivocally yes. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Would you like to um, quieten the presence of the, the dominance of Chinese products in, in a global marketplace? Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. And would you like to, the answer was yes. And mm. would you like to help Australian and, Mer and New Zealand merchants get their items in the hands of uh, consumers in over a hundred countries? Mm. And from my last three years here, I know that cross-border trade is, is such an important aspect of Australian merchants, um, their their retail and their e-commerce, mm. that it was kind of like a trifecta offer that I couldn't say no to. So yeah, uh, so I'm grateful to be in this position to to help Australian merchants mm. uh, reach more customers and millennial customers because our um, customer base is almost entirely millennial and below. Yeah. Well, I signed up to Wish with your help last week as a merchant, which was really fun. And I've uh, got my first product up onto onto Wish. And um, the other thing I did it too, of course, was actually signed up for the app as well. And so there was a few questions that I had to answer about how old I was, which I was a bit frightened to put in there because I wasn't quite sure what I was going to say. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what was really fun about it is that it is actually quite fun. It's quite immersive. You just sort of scroll and scroll and scroll and all these fantastic interesting products sort of appear out of nowhere. There's some kind of algorithmic piece of genius and it, it is actually quite quite entertaining and uh, you can definitely spend yeah, quite a lot I of time on it. Yeah, so I look, I'm turning into a big fan of Wish because, look, in the past with Wish, there was a lot of ads that used to appear on Facebook and it was generally get a trinket with free shipping or get something, you know, and you just had to pay for the shipping, for example, uh, and it was all seemed quite cheap and 
you know, maybe a little bit cheerful. But um, yeah, it's definitely starting to get a lot of attracting a lot of brands as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, part of the reason I'm part of a really a corporate initiative to really promote and attract trusted branded merchants mm. from around the world to really tip the balance toward authentic products uh, that are higher quality. Yeah. So yeah, um, when we created an app, I mean, you know, the sheer volume of of merchants from mainland China, um, like, like there's just so many of them with this de- depth and endless catalog of the items that they manufacture that mm-hmm. they, um, I mean, I want to say as a, as a group, they figured out wish and, and just dominated the supply side. Mm. And so, I mean, all of Australia hear me now when I say that I was actually hired to, to show Australian and New Zealand merchants to give them a disproportionate balance of, of impressions and, and, yeah, and when visibility. you're scrolling to see, mm. yeah, visibility to see more of, of, of the real stuff and less <laughs> of the cheap and cheerful stuff. Yeah. Sure. So for Australian merchants, it does, having spent a little bit of time in the back end uh, in the merchant area of Wish, it's really interesting that you can pick and choose the countries that you want your products to show up in. So that, and, and generally, uh, it seems really accurate in the way that it can, you can geo target your products so that if you don't want to deliver to Indonesia, for example, you can just have that as a, you know, just turn that off or indeed. If you do want to deliver to Indonesia, you just turn it on. It's sort of more you just turn on the countries that you can that you can ship to, right? Yeah, I I'm glad I want to hear more about your experience in this <laughs> in the course of our conversation. But uh, having worked at eBay so long ago, and you know, I'm a really um, really loyal marketplace shopper, mm-hmm. um, and I'm and I'm agnostic. I shop. I'm just a mm-hmm. I'm just a great. Um, the omnivore of marketplace. <laughs> and I'll shop anywhere. But like, you know, this is sort of part of my uh, DNA now. Sure. But it's really clear to me on the consumer, but particularly on the merchant side, that Wish is standing on the shoulders of what came before it. Right. And for example, if, if you are shopping on eBay as a consumer mm. and you really want to buy from an Australian merchant, you're still going to, unless you work hard, deselect the global supply, you're going to see where that item is all over the world. Mm-hmm. And that's a headache for the consumer. And it's really a headache for the merchant to ship internationally and you have to calculate. And mm-hmm. you know, so living in Australia, it often doubles your what you'd plan to spend. But on the merchant side, for Wish, if you want to ship to Germany, like let's say you have a distribution deal mm-hmm. and you want to ship to Germany and not France mm-hmm. because it's an app. Um, I think this... This goes on the, uh, we credit the stack that it's built on because mm. it's an app. You'll only see the items in Germany. French will never see. France will never, never see those items. Yeah. So it's just a really, that's just one small way that I think that Wish proves to me every day and you as a merchant that it's um, it's really trying to learn best practices from from what's out there. Yeah. Take well, the best of everything and move forward. It definitely seems like an extremely merchant friendly app anyway. And the, and the merchant center area, kind of like Seller Central or, uh, you know, setting up yeah. a product or a store on eBay is very intuitive and fairly simple to use as well. So, yeah, so it's definitely a very attractive option. So um, definitely yeah, worth checking out. That I just want to make a little plug that it's um, that we have four ways for merchants to 
to to get their upload their products to Wish. They can do it manually as you and I uh, walked through mm. last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also with a CSV, and um, I've been working with some Australian merchants who are kind of new to the game, and so they're still in the sort of they're managing their own inventory on spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. And we have some strategic partnerships with some of your bigger and smaller, I guess, e-commerce platforms such as your Shopify's Big Commerce Channel Advisor. Mm. And then finally, for the really big merchant, they can do a direct API with us. So there's four ways right. to, to get your items on. Yeah, to get your catalog loaded up there. Yeah, it's kind of similar to Amazon in a way. You know, the, the CSV file is effectively a flat file in Amazon, which is <laughs> just hell on earth dealing with flat files. But um, all right, so who's actually using Wish? Like You mentioned millennials earlier. Where, where does it sort of skewed to? Yeah, so let me just give you a sense of the scale first. Sure, sure. So there are 90 million monthly active users. That's And lot. they are global. So um, I love sharing stories about our, our actual merchants. I've got a merchant out of New South Wales who sells pet supplies for your smaller dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he has an exclusive distribution deal within Australia. Mm-hmm. So he's selling bags of small dog dog chews mm. every day to like Peru. Wow. <laughs> like, what so it's 90 million monthly active users all over the world. Yeah. And then uh, we just skew, it's 50% millennial. Uh-huh. There are slightly more women. It's like 55% um, women here in Australia and about 52% women in um in New Zealand, mm. and these people spend on average nine whole minutes on the app. And I'll just go back to crediting your user experiences, which is just an engaging mm. and entertaining, a delightful shopping experience. Mm-hmm. And um, as I said before, 70% of our purchases come from this kind of discovery, not from search, although we are working really hard to um, to, to make our search better. And that that kind of dovetails into what you and I were talking about before. Mm. I'm actively recruiting merchants with branded items so that we can make that um, come true. So we're young. Oh, and then the, uh, finally, uh, just to prove the point on the millennials, the average household income in the United States for this um, mm. user is about $50,000 mm-hmm. per year. So it skews on, you know, like on the just starting out or the, or the 30-year-old. Right. And, uh, you know, all of us have read the studies and we know that the millennial class has the largest buying power in history. Yeah. And, um, you know, compare that with a global pandemic, like a lot of e-commerce, uh, we just have exploded in yeah. the last three years. How many merchants are on the platform? It's um, half a, it's half a million. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. And um, I want to just, you know, for the record, for those of you who have seen those of your listeners who have seen our ads and socials, like it does, the merchants tend to be from mainland China, but again, this is a corporate mandate mm. to, to attract uh, merchants from all over. I'm proud mm. to lead that here in Australia. What about things like, tricky question, you mentioned that it has in the past been primarily Chinese marketplace sellers that operated on Wish. What's the deal with product quality, for example? You know, how are you making sure that the quality of the products that are listed on Wish are okay. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm really glad you asked. We, I mean, there's an army of people trying to do whack-a-mole on counterfeit and inferior mm. um, I was going to mention, yeah, mention counterfeits as well, yeah. Yeah. So we have 
incredible policies. I'll say to date, the amount of corporate, we grew, grow, we grew so fast that the corporate investment didn't meet the volume mm. of, um, of to, well, let's just call it cheap and cheerful. Could stay with that. Yep, like sure. that. Yep, yep. Cheap and cheerful items from that uh, just didn't perform the way they should when they arrived or, or were just flat out counterfeit. Mm. So um, even as recently as today, I'm to this morning, I got an email from the exec team about how that they're now like how much resources they're devoted toward, mm. um, toward catching the bad guys and getting rid of them. And yeah. just, you know, having worked at eBay in the, basically in the first 10 years of eBay, um, you know, this took, this takes a decade. It took a decade. Now we're all Moore's law. It'll be fast forwarded. Now we can do it through product mm. and something that we call a merchant quality score, but mm. The good news, so we're putting in safeguards. That's my first answer. And mm -hmm. the second answer is we're doing everything we can to drive visibility of those we know who are trusted. And mm -hmm. my assumption is anyone who's in your Australian sellers group is someone worth promoting. Oh, absolutely. They're all, every single member of the Facebook group, for example, <laughs> 2,200 or more people at the moment that have been all vetted before they're allowed into the group to make oh, sure wow. there's quality there. Yes, uh, of course. Pretty much. Yeah, you have, an, you have this Australian Intelligence Group is a, is a fantastic brand advocacy group. So kudos to you for creating and galvanizing that community. <laughs> Thank you very much. What about things like, you know, like refunds and returns? Let's say you get something cheap and cheerful and it breaks the very first time that you use it. How does refunding work with Wish and its merchants there? Yeah, we um, we put you in touch with the merchant and we also adjudicate. Um, just so you like, so I'm, as I said, I'm a marketplace omnivore and I also have an invested interest in shopping on Wish to, to give feedback to the company. So I just bought something from the Ukraine mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it came and it was bent. It was like a metal thing. Right. And I complained. I heard immediately from the merchant. Mm -hmm. The merchant told me how to fix it. Mm -hmm. And then I immediately heard from Wish, mm -hmm. did this answer your question and is it good enough? Mm -hmm. So very liberal policy on the consumer side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it appeared to me anyway that the it was sort of like the eBay method where the marketplace prefers that you take it up with the merchant first. Yes. And if that's unsatisfactory, then you then you file a file a complaint. Yeah. So I was very pleased as a consumer with how quick the communications were, and it was just very clear, cut and dried. Fantastic. It's yeah, it's a slightly different from Amazon, where they're not our customers; they're kind of Amazon's customers. So we don't really yes. get a chance to communicate with them. And Amazon will always put the customer first. It'll refund at the at a moment's notice and you know help the customer out with refunds and returns and whatnot circling back on counterfeit goods as well i'm thinking about amazon just for a second yeah amazon is i think has been in a very similar position to wish and is racing to try and stamp out the counterfeit issues that have appeared on its marketplace over many many years and i think going back to maybe 2017 they introduced a program called the transparent or project zero uh, which is to completely stamp out counterfeit goods on the, on the platform uh, and it's been reasonably successful. They've got you know transparency labels and all sorts of other measures that they use to uh, to stamp it out. And you mentioned eBay. It's great that Wish is uh, really getting on board with the counterfeiting and and trying to uh, look. I guess other marketplaces that perhaps don't have a stronger uh, commitment will probably just be the you know the ones that those bad actors end up on. But hopefully, we can drive all of those counterfeit sellers off all of the marketplaces um, eventually, and people just stop doing it. It's just uh, well, it's just theft, isn't it? 
on so many levels. Yeah. I mean, I, I so many decades ago, I ran eBay's jewelry, a half a billion dollar jewelry category, mm. lar- largest online jewelry store in the world. And, um, and you know, it's like I was on the phone with Tiffany, Tiffany's every day. <laughs> like, this is a big intellectual property. If I had to do it all over again, Chris, I wouldn't have just gotten an MBA. I would have gotten a, a joint master's in law and As business well. because yeah. so intellectual property is just so important. And I mean, you and I, I'd like to, I'm just going to drill it all the way down to the personal. Mm. Um, we spent an extra 15 minutes um, in your registration you know, your registration, securing your brand for your product. That's right. You, now you may, you may or may not even really care, but you, but you have a brand mm. that you brand banner that you sell under. And now we've, you know, zipped it all the way up mm. so that no one can claim to be you and that you have rights. And this is like, we have paperwork and a few hoops that you run through to become a wish brand partner. Yeah. But that's super important, and, and that's protects you. it. Protects you. It does protect you, and, and again, that's yeah. something you know. I'm kind of used to it, and I guess a lot of Amazon sellers would be given the brand registry program that Amazon offers and right. provides yeah. to it to us merchants. But it was yeah, it's great that Wish has a very similar program, and in fact, I actually think it's a bit easier to to get registered um, as a brand merchant. Oh, happy to that. Yeah, yeah. We have a um, we have a, a merchant here in Melbourne who sells um, only like the the most high end mm-hmm. fashion handbags right. on Wish. Mm-hmm. And when he's not, you know, listing his items, he's cruising Wish to 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 find everyone who's selling counterfeit um, versions of what he's selling the real because it it hurts his his business. It hurts his business. Yeah. And um, you know, every three days or so, and I, I think he's probably a night owl. So every three days or so, I'll get an email with like a hundred item listings <laughs> that he think that he suspects are counterfeit and I forward them immediately to the to the brand police you know so mm-hmm. it's like we're, it's like it takes a village and it takes going to take all, all of us but I'm yeah feeling really confident about the policies that we have in place and this kind of nascent process that we have where you're registering your brand that's right your brands yeah exactly and that's so I keep talking about Amazon here but again it's it does take a village Australian seller everything's <laughs> cool under this banner Australian seller I get it <laughs> But the uh, yeah, Amazon's the same. Like customers will report, other merchants will report, and uh, and eventually it'll all get stamped out. So it sounds very similar. I wish exactly. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's really we're all in this together, right? And um, I love what you said earlier about how Wish feels very merchant focused. It does. When I started, um, my boss's boss was like, "All I want you to do is meet the existing Australian merchants and find out their pain points. Let's solve them." Sure, that's really great. Very, um, what a great message from the top, isn't that? It's awesome, empowering. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. bang on. Because uh, yeah, it doesn't always work that way on marketplace. <laughs> I can tell you. No. No. Um, what about things like I don't know FBA versus uh, you know again Amazon has its own warehousing solutions. Does Wish have anything like that for merchants at this stage? Or yeah, great. That's also a great question. We do have fulfilled by Wish. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming as an option for. Australian merchants Mm -hmm. were already in the EU and in the United States. And I guess I would just say to um, your listeners that if they're interested, let's talk about it personally. Sure. um, About how they want to fulfill. But we, in the the interim, Mm -hmm. we allow merchants to tell which which warehouse it's coming from. So Mm -hmm. I've got a merchant in Queensland who's got a um, warehouse in Australia and a warehouse in LA. Right. And so 
depending on the product, he gets to say where it's shipping from. And so if you're selling LA to the United States mm-hmm. from an Australian seller, it actually makes the um, shipping costs cheap, yeah. more reasonable for the consumer, et cetera. So mm-hmm. we do give you a lot of flexibility awesome. on telling us where it comes from. And um, these interstitial steps of Amazon shipping mm-hmm. and fulfilled by the First of all, we're partnering with Fulfilled by Amazon Shipping and Fulfilled yes. by Amazon Warehouse. You'll be able to put that into our system. Yeah, I just think Wish is kind of like keeps building toward maximum flexibility for the merchant. Yeah, I noticed when I was uh, working with you last week to set everything up that there were scores and scores and scores of partnered 3PLs, I guess, including Amazon um, in the EU, I believe, and also in the United States. Were they the two two sort of regions, I think? Maybe it was the UK. But yeah, you can actually plug your wish store and integrate into Amazon in a couple of handful of countries at this stage, can't you? So that if an order yes. is taken on wish, then it, Amazon will fulfill it for you if you've got inventory there. I mean, I think uh, well, way before, <laughs> this is going kind of out there, but way before I worked at marketplaces, I worked in the comic book industry and I worked at DC Comics, home of Superman and Batman. Cool. And of course, our biggest competitor was Marvel, home of Spider-Man and everyone else. Sure. And at the time, Spider-Man was, this is in the 90s, um, Marvel was in bankruptcy. It was before any of the movies and before, before Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we were heartbroken that Marvel was uh, stumbling Mm. because a healthy, you know, a healthy competitor is a healthy industry. So Mm. even though we're in direct competition with Amazon, there are a set of shared services that are mutually beneficial. And it feels good to have a place where we can um, help each other out. That's right. And and help merchants too, because certainly eBay is not, not a fan of products bought on right. this platform. No, they would never, no. They would never do that. No. That's right. They, they catch and you. Another, um, another really cool thing, I've been you know, feeling kind of empowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just going on the mandate of what my boss's boss said. One of the first things I heard was, well, you don't, from, our, from uh, regional merchants, was that we didn't have enough carriers that met that the Australian merchants are using and mm. like, you know, kudos. There's so few th- nice things we can say about this global pandemic. Mm. One of them was it created a whole world of opportunity for new startup startups on the carrier side mm. really exploded. So here couriers, please. And Sendle, yeah. um, they were two carriers. Like we had OzPost and a few other international ones, but not um, some of the ones that all of us in the region are using. So yeah. in the last two weeks, we added couriers, please. And Sendle as, um, as carrier partners, yeah. which is terrific. So you just pop in your tracking number. We use um, oh, one of those, whatever, one of the air. I think it was air, is air it after, after ship or something. I can't remember. After ship, thank after you, yeah, to, yeah. Um, to make sure to connect it all together. And then um, next week or in the next two weeks, we're adding SECO. I hope I'm saying this right. SECO Logistics, yeah, which is mm. um, out of New South Wales where the headquarters is. So we're really trying to meet the needs of, of this market mm-hmm. to as I've said before, get uh, Australia, New Zealand products in the hands of the 100 countries that we serve. What are the most popular categories on Wish? Is it all kind of fashion or is it what's, what sells and what doesn't? You mentioned pets earlier. You mentioned um, handbags. Yeah. So let's go. First of all, I, I'm a real data junkie. And sure. um, Australia, uh, Oz Post, I'm sure 
every Australian seller reads the Post. I think it's like their quarterly, what's happening in e-commerce. They do. Uh, it's called Inside Australian Online Shipping. And so they reckoned that in um, from June 2021, June of this year, going back a year, mm-hmm. first of all, that e-commerce grew 31%. Just which crazy. Is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that the the biggest winners in that growth were pet, baby, homewares, and appliances. Right. 46% growth year over year. That's amazing. Amazing. So that's national data from the post office. They would know, right? They're <laughs> delivering. And then our own data in 2020, mm. the biggest selling categories were gadgets, fashion, mm-hmm. and hobbies followed by home decor, accessories, and makeup and beauty. Right. And I just want to cast everyone's mind into, you know, what's easy to ship, mm-hmm. those all those products. And when I say, so gadgets and fashion collectively equal about 40% of our total sales, wow. which is total, in, the, in 2020 mm-hmm. and during the, pan, the heart of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of ways to interpret that as an Australian merchant. One is, wow, I can never compete with a Chinese merchant supplying a gadget or a fashion. Just mm-hmm. the, my margins are too low. The cost is too high. Mm-hmm. But the other way to think about it is that none of that stuff is branded. So right. it's a real opportunity for a branded merchant to come in and just with their machete and just <laughs> take the jungle. Like that's a, that's that's my interpretation of that of that data. Yeah. And then hobbies, you know, glo- globally worldwide is just an incredible exploding just think about it paintbrushes markers even little old suburban me i've like refurnished refurbishing furniture i find on the verge like yeah <laughs> there's so much home decor everyone is looking at their four walls and and yeah trying, and to, get trying to find Instagram. something to do exactly yeah that's right exactly accessories are always a good perennial great business mm-hmm. and makeup ships yeah, yeah, makeup's makeup easy. So yeah, especially yeah. if it's branded, so it, uh, it really helps, doesn't it? Um, Wait, I want to hear on that for a second because um, I, what I've been, I the job I left before I moved to Australia was at Sephora, the global uh, prestige beauty brand. Yes. And what really impresses me mm-hmm. is even walking up and down the aisles of of a chemist warehouse in my neighborhood because mm. it's locked down the only place I can go. Mm. Um, how much makeup and beauty comes from Australia itself, like these natural, beautiful skincare. Mm, mm. And like everybody globally is always looking for the next big thing. So if we've got a skincare person listening, if yep. it seems like a no brainer <laughs> to get it into the hands of the world to sell it on Wish. Fantastic. Now, you mentioned off air before we came on today to record our show uh, that you may have a special deal for the listeners of the podcast. Would you... Yeah, I I would love to. And thank you for bringing it up. I'm just so delighted to be here and to be included in the community. And I really, I appreciate um, having the opportunity to to speak with you and everyone. And so I'm offering a very special deal for um, anyone listening. First of all, you can reach me directly at slevine at wish.com. So it's S as in Sam, Mm -hmm. L-E-V-I-N-E at wish.com. And I will post in the Facebook group. Yes, please. Also. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm offering all of your listeners a discounted commission of just 5% okay. for the first six months. Now, let me say, give a little plug about Wish. We do not have a sign-up fee or a subscription fee, but 5% is 
absolutely the rock bottom lowest yep. <laughs> commission yep. you'll find. Mm. And I want you to be successful. So first first six months is on me, 5%. And I'll also be happy to give all your listeners a $25 voucher to spend on our internal marketing tool to boost their own products. Yeah, that thing's cool. Yeah, yeah very, very cool. cool. It's, easy. it's yeah. like an easy internal marketing engine. Yep. And you get a wallet full of 25 bucks. And then I'll enroll anyone who comes from this Australian seller uh, community mm -hmm. into our trusted merchant promotions, as well as any Australian market specific promotion. So we just finished a app home screen, uh, home decor collection, mm -hmm. and it went gangbusters. And uh, basically, I hand selected uh, 16 local sellers and we gave them each 100 SKUs yeah. in a banner that ran on the homepage. So it was beautiful. Fantastic. And I would yeah, love to see everyone who's listening and who's going to uh, try to sell on Wish be successful right out of the gate. Brilliant. The 5% for the first six months sounds amazing. What does it normally go up to after the six months? Like what, what are your fees? Yeah. So officially, so I mentioned that we don't have a registration fee and we don't have a subscription fee. Mm -hmm. And we officially charge a commission or we take a commission of five, between 5 and 25% okay. at the end of the transaction. Let me just say that this is a major corporate initiative to help Australian merchants be successful. Mm -hmm. I can't see an Australian merchant paying more than 15, giving us more than 15% on any transaction. But mm. let's just say to come use your 5% for six months yeah. to everyone listening and then let's negotiate because <laughs> I want to keep you here make you successful. That's my I think problem. That's, that's a fair compromise right there. Excellent. Shira, we have come to the end of time here, We've, but I'm just so grateful that you've uh, come on and explained to us about Australia's newest marketplace, isn't it? So, uh, We're the new kid in town. <laughs> the new kid we want to be right. We want friends. The new old kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been around for a while, exactly. but, but it's great that there's some boots on the ground here in Australia uh, on behalf of Wish, and that's you. And uh, thanks for all your help last week. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to talking to you a lot more in the future. Um, thanks again for coming Fantastic. on the show. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Chris. And I'll be in the, um, I'll post in the Facebook group right now and um, I'll be in there if anyone wants to tag me or find me, I'll be there. That's great. And that's slevine at wish.com, yeah? It's too easy, mate, as you might say. <laughs> nice try. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Shira, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank All you. the best. Okay. Bye. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.